welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, episode 191. Welcome of everyone. The Get Around Podcast. Welcome to everyone but George Kittle. Why George Kittle? Because James and I would have won like 100 bucks each if he scored a touchdown at any point in the game yesterday. You guys had a, uh, what, had a parlay? A par- we both had a, a pretty similar parlay. Yeah. Which was, run me through the legs. It was Aaron Jones to score a touchdown, Devontae Adams to score a touchdown, and George Kittle to score a touchdown. That so, it was, so it was like 9 or 10 to 1. 10 to 1 for me. Yeah. Kittle had a big uh, reception on that, uh, he had a that great last game. Uh, 49ers drive. That was a game. Like, I turned it on. I caught the last two and a half minutes, which were the most exciting two and a half minutes of the game, I would assume, just based on how it ended. Mm-hmm. That was just, yeah, that was crazy. I didn't think 34 seconds would be long enough. 37. 37? Yeah. Still, that's, I mean, I've seen minute, minute and a half. I didn't think 34, 37 seconds with no timeouts would be enough. Well, I'm sorry you guys missed out on 100 bucks. I had I, I had a parlay. This was it was when I had just started doing FanDuel, which the Get Around Podcast is not brought to you by. The Get Around Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy Johns. Let's do that real quick. Uh, uh, two locations in Traverse City, Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy Johns, Freak, yeah. So Jimmy Johns, wonderful. FanDuel. Uh, I, I got to just tell this story real quick. Uh, I was, I think it was probably um, a six-leg parlay on the White Sox. I can't remember what it was, but I... I put a lot of, like, all right, three hits, four hits, home run, you know, over on the strikeouts, and I had all of this. It was a $10 bet. If I hit on all of it, it was going to be more than $15,000. I hit five of six. Oh, my God. The only one that I didn't hit was that the White Sox needed to score a run in the first inning. That was it. And that one, and here's the, here's the great thing about that, that meant nothing. Having them score in, in the first, that would have given me, that would have been an extra $100. Maybe, I think, a little bit more than that. That's all it would have added. All I had to do was unclick that, and I still probably would have walked away with fourteen, fifteen grand. And instead, nice. I'm sitting here in a podcast studio with you two, <laughs> still owing money on my car and my student loans so and my credit you, cards. If you won that parlay, you would quit your job? No, no, not for $15,000. You don't quit your job. But what I'm saying is yeah. I'm, still, I'm still sitting here in this podcast studio with debt. Okay. I would be debt-free and have probably some money left over, which would, which would have been very, very, very nice. I remember watching the game because, like, the, it all just started hitting, and I lost it in the first inning. So, like, it didn't matter, but I'm watching this all transpire. I, it was your mean Mercedes, the uh, flash in the pan. Literally couldn't, can't do anything but hit, and then he just couldn't hit. So they're like, all right, man, sorry, see ya. Great story, but, you know, once you stop hitting when you're a DH... Um, but it was the, I think it was the bottom of the eighth inning, and he came up, and I needed him. I had gotten him for like three hits. That's what I had picked, and he hits a seeing eye single up the middle. I call my dad, and I just go, "You're not gonna believe this," and I tell him the story, and he goes, I'm, "He just starts laughing at me." And uh, so yeah, you guys feel bad about your one hundred dollars, okay? But I missed out on fifteen grand because the White Sox couldn't score a single run in the first inning against the Kansas City Royals. This is when they were bad Royals, or? This was early in the season. When they were, like, really bad Royals, yeah, not, this like, was, respectable Royals? This was early in the season. Funny, I'm oh. wearing a Kansas City Royals polo right now. Oh, how very apropos to rub it in my face. <laughs> but, yes, welcome into episode 191 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley, alongside me in the studio, 
James Cook, Andrew Rosenthal. This is uh, the first time that I have been in the studio with Mr. Rosenthal, right? Have we hey, ever had a yeah. podcast? Who are you? I am the sports editor of, of the Record Eagle. Oh, cool. Who are you? I'm a sports reporter, sometimes features reporter of the Record Eagle, too, and I take photos. Cool. And James, who are you? Nobody. <laughs> no, I was busy covering the Iron Man, I think, the first week you did the podcast. Okay. Yeah, and, and then I, we discussed it last week. The last time that I had been on to get around before last week was the 100th episode. So it had been quite a long time since I had... And we're coming up on 200, so we got to come up with some stuff to do then. Yes. A, yeah. big, old, a big celebration. I think I missed like the last two episodes because I was working weekend stuff. Well, but... what's exciting about what we've got coming up here on the Get Around, we got a couple of uh, big announcements, which I'm excited about. We were just discussing this before the podcast started. Uh, James, you had brought up wanting to do some sort of bracket thing, and I immediately jumped in and said, oh, let's, I wanted to do Football Helmet Madness. And at the same exact time, you were bringing up all of the pictures from file art that you pulled of area high school football helmets. Yes, yeah, so we're going to figure out how to make them. Uh... So what this is, we're going to do a, a bracket-style kind of tournament where you are going to be voting for the best football helmet in northern Michigan football. Very exciting. We've seen this done uh, in, in other states. It's been successful. People get excited about it. People get really, really into it. we got to figure out, like, are we going to come up with some sort of prize for the winner? We'll have to think about it. I mean, this is just in its early stages, but this is something that's going to be coming. We haven't really thought about it. We're not sure how we're going to do it. I mean, we'll do it very similarly to how we did the the March Movie Madness or the Sports Movie Madness. Twitter polls. Yeah, Twitter polls, Facebook, all that stuff. That is going to be a lot of fun. I'm Photoshopping a Lake City helmet from a file photo of mine as we speak. Great. I'm glad that you're doing other work while we're, I mean, multitasking. That's what, that's what you get paid for. Blood mm-hmm. from a stone, buddy. The other uh, big news that I'm very excited about is this is something that I wanted to do before I left sports and went back over to news. And then even while I was on news, I wanted to do this. And at one point, I think, oh my God, it was the 100th episode that I announced that we were going to do it because I had cleared it with our boss. I said, hey, would you mind giving me a couple hours of week, a couple hours a week to do this this project, and he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then it just, I just never had time for it. That was right in the middle of probably one of the biggest education stories that uh, this community has seen in quite a while, which was the Ann Carden controversial resignation at uh, at TCAPS. So yeah, that no wonder that I wasn't able to. By the way, you were on our podcast after 100. I was on the podcast over after 100. Kobe Bryant. Did I come on the Kobe Bryant one? Yes. Okay. Because I knew nothing about the NBA, and that's right. Jake just went back and forth about it. Okay. All right. Rest in peace, Kobe. I just obviously forgot that I I had done that. So, but this, the other thing that we're going to be doing, uh, we're starting a new podcast. Um, It's an offshoot from the Get Around. It's called the Get Around Film Study. We're basically ripping off, if anyone knows, the Ringer's Rewatchables. Anyone know that podcast? Heard of it. Okay. So, basically, what they do is they talk about a movie for an hour they go through all these different categories I, I figure that since the sports movie madness bracket was so successful why not bring that back in a way and just talk about the you know the best sports movies you know have a couple of guys in here shoot the breeze about that any ideas what movie we should start with guys I was thinking we would go with what won 
the sports movie uh, madness bracket, which was Remember the Titans. Could totally do that. And I feel yeah. like we would have to bring Harrison in. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I would think that Harrison would have to be part of this. Harrison would have to be just because of his... The biggest movie file that we know. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, we've got that coming up, which is exciting. Those two things right there, just trying to move and grow this podcast as, as much as we can. And That was actually one of my favorite things to do is uh, every Friday... I'm going to stop right here. Okay. Because I'm mentioning something that I would have to ring the bell over. (laughs) (laughs) What would you have to ring? We started a thing where we ring the bell whenever uh, Andrew starts talking about Kansas. Oh, okay. (laughs) So he he thinks it's a bad thing. We just thought it was a funny thing. Well, I mean. It's not like it was a punishment or anything. No, I I feel like I would rather. I I do think I would rather hear the bell ring than listen to him talk about Kansas. So it's right there in front of you, buddy. All righty. So there was a writer from the Topeka Capital Journal. Wait, that, yeah. The, okay, there we go. Perfect. That would come on 103.2 in uh, the Lawrence Sports Talk radio station. That was his bit. Every Friday, he would talk about movies. He'd have like these perfect formulated opinions and also be a sports writer. So sometimes the two go hand in hand. Well, we've got, like I said, we've got those exciting things coming up. If there are any movies that you definitely want to see us do uh, within the first few episodes, uh, feel free to let us know uh, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can email us. Uh, you can you can call us. We don't get many calls anymore, it seems like. No. I kind of miss it, but it's also kind of nice just to have that email and copy and paste. Yeah. Save us some time. Make things a little bit easier, for sure. All right, let's move right over into the Pulse. we got some big things coming up this week. First of those, Wednesday, it's the rivalry game uh, on the volleyball court. TC West versus TC Central should be uh, one heck of a game. West is just mowing down opponents this year. 14 and 1, 5 and 0 in the Big North. Yeah, they haven't lost yet in the Big North. They beat, you know, they've gone through the first half of the season already, haven't lost to anybody. They beat Cadillac fairly impressively, uh, more so than I than I figured. I straight sets against Cadillac. I mean, Cadillac's a team that's been to the the final four here and not too long ago. So and, and Cadillac has that has all that height and West was just able to work around it. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do when they come up against Central on Wednesday because Central gave them uh, that was also I believe straight sets, but Central gave them a battle in those straight sets. Not those were none of those were blowouts. They were all pretty close. How do you feel about the people who say the word height? Because you said height, which is correct. They have all that height. Which is what it is. Yeah. But you have people, I hear a lot of people say, oh, they've got a lot of height. And they have that TH on the end. It's like strength. And it, you know. Height and strength. Right. Well, strength. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Meyer and Myers. No, no, no. Myers is right. Some people are Myers is, yeah. Myers or, or is or fine. Myers, Myers is fine. But got to do the wash. Height, height it, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know, it drives me, it drives me crazy. So does a crossed. People add a T on the end of a cross, and I'm like, why are we? Why are you just adding letters? You can't just add letters to words. Like it, it, it's not how it works. It's not height. It's height. What was it's the not one a cross. To, what was the one you cross? used to embrace though? There was one. Uh, oh, are, are you going to point out me being a hypocrite here? No, no, no. There was just, that happens a lot. No, I'm not necessarily pointing out a hypocrite. I just thought it was funny. Uh, what, I'm trying to remember what the word was. I can't remember it. Well, I don't know either. If you can't remember, you can, can you even give me a hint? I can't remember. You would use it during the podcast. Like somebody would say the correct version, and you would. Oh, irregardless. Irregardless. That was it. Irregardless. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, I that was my. But you, but you were using that, that. You were using that to be funny. Yes, tongue in cheek. Yes. very much. I really like because I know that everybody in our newsroom, or at least there are certain people in our newsroom who, the word irregardless makes their skin crawl, and so when someone would say regardless, I would want to correct them, and say no, 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 it's it's irregardless, and then they would like lose their minds, and it was just it was it was fun to watch their heads you know explode a little bit on the inside. On so sorry for the every, digression. I just you said height. And every I'm like, every thank journalist. You for say, thank you for saying height and not height. Yeah. Every journalist has that little thing that they're like they can't stand what other people. The, do. Oh, the little pet peeves. Yeah. I'm about a, writing or talking. I'm a uh, a more than is. It's got it's more than it's not over. Yeah. Like they they beat them by over forty points. It's like no, I beat them by more than. Um, and that one I don't care. You don't care. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a. Yeah. I don't really have a dog in that fight. The percent thing that you pointed out the other day, I'm like, I don't, I don't really care. I just, it's shorter. So, like, <laughs> do you have what is your one little writing pet peeve? On putting on Friday. But because you have to have that separated with if there's two words that are capitalized. You have to have a comma in, in between it. Well, you can either do the comma yeah, or you can do. I put the day somewhere else in the sentence. Well, yeah, you can do that. That's I, what I do. I often do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I try to I try to avoid it. You can't always avoid it, but I try to avoid but it. You because all, a, because but a day doesn't have a physical presence to be on. It's that's, that, cool. that's why writing is just like everyone has their own little peccadillos. We're like, nope, yep. can't do that. Yeah, everybody has, do that. everybody has their thing. Nope. We were talking about volleyball, though, right? Yeah. Did we start talking about volleyball? We did. <laughs> and then you said, and then you said height. I said then... height, and it got high, <laughs> and we just went on a total tangent. But I think that's the uh, listen. That's going to be the point of this podcast. You're going out. This isn't going to be about analyzing games or breaking stuff down because we're going to get us, weird. None of us are smart enough to to know to know anything except James. James is probably smart enough. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, Wednesday, 7 o'clock tip-off, I would imagine, yes, for the girls' game? Oh, it's 6.30. Oh, it's a 6.30 game? Yep. Okay. All right, since we had went from a, a quick non-sequitur in the volleyball conversation, I would imagine we'll be able to talk about that game next week and, and how those teams played and how things played out there. I wanted to get to uh, a couple other prep notes around here and move into uh, boys' soccer real quick. Jack Spencer continues to throw up shutouts uh, left and right. Now 10 matches in a row where he has not allowed a goal. Talking to uh, Nate Plum Thursday night, and he was talking about the, the defense. Jack only had three saves. You know, How much do you think his strength as a goalie has to do with the, the defense in front of him? I think obviously You guys both went to MHSAA to check? Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking up some scores, yeah. Neither, neither of them well, trusted me. Neither well, of them trusted me. But, uh, hey, I could be wrong. It's, here, if, if it's not up on there, I could be wrong. But according to MHSAA, yeah, he has not, he has not ten, put up a goal. Rough. He has not allowed a goal in 10 games. When I saw Jack in the preseason scrimmage against West, you know, I don't like, you know we don't like to talk about preseason that much because it's like, oh, it's a scrimmage. How much could it mean? But you're playing against a Division One school that went to the state finals last year. Jack was holding his own. You know, he did allow a couple of goals, but it must have been like 25 to 2 shots. I, I, I do think he's a really good shot stopper. I like to think of, remember the Scott Sterling memes? Yes, I do. Where it's like this guy shoots and he's like, oh, he's got a bloody face. And he's like 
focus and he's hurt by the end of it. That's how I think of Jack in the context of an Elk Rapids soccer game. That is the vo- I find the volleyball one better than the soccer one. I don't know how you guys feel. Have you seen the uh, Scott Sterling videos? You have not seen the Scott. Oh, my goodness. Not that I know of. Okay. Oh so God. do yourself a favor. Everyone who's listened to this who has not seen the Scott Sterling videos, just um, I would start with Stat- Scott Sterling uh, soccer. Or, you know what, do the volleyball one first because the volleyball one first I think is way, way funnier. <laughs> have you seen the volleyball yeah, one? Yeah. Do you agree? Which one do you think is better? The soccer one's a classic, but the volleyball one is funnier. The, vo- the volleyball one, oh my goodness. Yeah, it just, it is perfect. It- but no, I do like the Elks' chances heading into this postseason this year. You know, they do this every year where they start their, they start off with a massive schedule. You, you play East Grand Rapids, Petoskey, Oxford, Midland, Strongsville, Ohio, and then you get into the Lake Michigan Conference and just dominate. I like the Alex Chances heading into the postseason again. They're well-coached. They have a really strong goalkeeper, really strong defense. Mason uh, Mason Travis and is continuing to give them good looks. And Spencer Ball and any number of players, Jared Barsanis, and, you know, they have kind of scoring all over the place. Yeah, it has been, obviously it had been quite a long time since I covered sports, but the I think the last time, the last soccer game that I covered was probably – Buckley's State Semi in 2017, just like the last football game that I covered was Central Lakes Eight-Man Championship in 2017. So I had a chance last week to catch up with John Vermilia. He's the head coach of the Buckley Boys soccer team. And he told me this really, really cool story about they started having the boys, when the national anthem was played, the boys would sing the song while it was being played. I think it was either, it might have been last year or this year, in a game against Glen Lake when it was at Glen Lake and they were having some technical difficulties with the system getting the national anthem queued up. So the guy came on the loudspeaker and said, hey, is there anyone in the audience who could sing the national anthem? One of the coaches looked at the Buckley boys and said, you know, start singing. And they did, and all of them kind of rose up. And you're talking about high school boys um, who are athletes and not in the choir. And according to, to Vermilia, they, they hit, they were off key and on key because they hit every single key. And, and it got to the point where they were singing, and even, you know, the whole crowd was cheering them on, or at least that's the way the story was told to me. Even the Glen Lake players were cheering them on, and uh, it, it got everything, you know, got everything moving. And I just thought that was, you know, he was telling me that story, and I went, that is why I loved this job when I was here the last time and why I loved it when I was, a, you know, sports editor uh, back in Rantoul, Illinois. It's because of little moments like that, moments off of game action, which can, like, really make something feel cool. I, I think you get that even more when you have these smaller knit, smaller town communities, you know, closer, tighter knit. I just thought it was a cool moment. I wanted to share that because, unfortunately, John said nobody had taken their phone out to record it, so we don't have any uh, video evidence of it. Uh, All we have are But I think everyone's, like, in the area has seen something similar when they're having technical difficulties with the the loudspeaker. A lot of times, sometimes the crowd will just sing the national anthem. Yeah, and those are always really cool moments. Yeah. You know, always those goosebump moments. And that's, um, I'll, I'll get those covering games a lot more than I will get them covering school board meetings and fortunately tonight is I mean I thought last TCAPS board meeting was going to be the last one I would have to cover 
But tonight, I don't have to cover it. I just have to go there and uh, help our new education reporter, Grace George, kind of get acclimated to the whole situation, the, mm -hmm. the craziness of masks or no masks at school and how very passionate everyone is about that, and obviously in athletics, too. But And how crazy disjointed the Board of Education is, yeah. there seems to be. Well, are the TCAPs board, this TCAPs board is, um, it seems more put together than than previous ones mm -hmm. that I have covered. Less strife, less definitely less acrimony. Strife. Yes, yeah, they they seem to be working well together, and which will be nice for Grace because the less drama, the less stress. Moving on, uh, want to get into our Jimmy John's sandwich winners of the week. We made a promise that we were going to give someone a chance to win Jimmy John's sandwiches if they correctly guessed uh, a score to one of four games. Mm -hmm. And we had or, or, or the closest or the closest, closest. yeah whoever was the closest or the correct score. I figured like all right let's throw out four games, let's 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 really get this let's get this moving. We'll we'll try again this week. Um, We're gonna promote it better this. Well, yeah, time. we'll promote Not it just better. Like the Maybe, Friday of yeah. And um, so we had one winner or one entrant, one person who guessed, who is the same guy that won last week. And I'll be listen. He was pretty close. Listen, I don't. It's not like. I'm not going to be in a position where I'm like, well, we can't give the guy, same guy you know, two weeks in a row and then just you know, kind of disregard the, our own rules yeah. that we set. So Mike Bills, he's getting sandwiches again. <laughs> he's got four now. He can feed the family. He can, yeah, he can get the family fed. What, was the, uh, what game did he predict and what was, the, what was the score? It was Central Petoskey, and Mike sent me out on Twitter 53-7, to and Central won 56 to nothing. And the week before, he nailed the Patriots nailed within the Patriot. one point. Within one point. So. <laughs> what did you think, James, of the Petoskey Central score? 56 nothing. Did not expect it to be that big of a lopsided win. I, I thought mean, Petoskey started 3-0. and And they had some athletes, too, nonetheless. Yeah. We thought maybe last week against Gaylord was just a hiccup for them. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe they're not who we thought they were. <laughs> to, to quote Denny Green, <laughs> you know, but they started the season three and zero, and we, th I, I thought that they had turned stuff around. Maybe, maybe not, or maybe it's just injuries. Who knows? But well, that was not the score that any of us thought was going to happen. Does it say that Central is even better than we thought? Even coming off a really convincing game against West, where they won big forty two. Yeah, I think it, I think it also says that. Um, you know, I think Carson Bordeaux was kind of right after the Patriot game when he said, you know, people started writing us off after we lost to DeWitt, and then ever since then they've just been destroying teams and trying to show that that was not the real Traverse City Central. So know. are they gonna? They have to look back on that loss and say that's a positive. They've got to look back on Week One and say that loss that helped us get to where we're at right now. It's given them a chip on their shoulder for every game. To, to try to erase that in the minds of everybody around the state who, you know, I mean, that was a, a big game in the state. So a lot of people paid attention to it, you know, given that it was played at the big house. It was one of the marquee games of the week, you know, defending state champion against a team with a quarterback that's going to Notre Dame and all this talent and everything. So, yeah, I think that game has totally given them a motivation, you know, and not just a one-week motivation. Like, yeah, so it's not like somebody – gave them bulletin board material that serves as a little bit of a motivation for one week. I think this is going to last through the whole season for them and that's that's a lot bigger than than bulletin board material. I don't I don't know that needing bulletin board material every week 
isn't necessarily the best way to coach. <laughs> yeah, but that again, that week one loss really seems to have lit a fire uh, underneath them. Andrew, you were out at West Alpena uh, on Friday. Do you think that the outcome there is product of a fire lit under the Titans from the Patriot game loss? I think regardless of the, if they lost in the Patriot game, the same result would have happened. You know, that's the f- fourth shutout against Alpena in the last five years. Alpena has never beat Traverse City West. 25-0. and 0. In the history of Traverse City West being a school. And I'm not really sure they're going to play each other next year. At least next year. You know, it's hard to say ever when they're two big schools. You know, let's say something happens 20 years down the line and Alpena is a bigger school and or West is a smaller school. They could be in the same playoff division. So it, you can't say ever in this industry pretty accurately. But it does. that does seem to be the, the swan song for those two teams playing each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say in... And the Traverse City School teams playing Petoskey or Gaylord in football. I think that those those games are kind of out the window now. Cadillac has indicated that they want to play Central and West still. But in non-conference? But, but not both in the same year. I don't know. I just... Like, play one or the other. Mm-hmm. I, just look in, I just look in the second half of the Gaylord game against Traverse City Central where you have Josh Klug throwing a touch, pretty much a touchdown pass to Everest Noise, the kicker. He didn't catch it, but if he would have, he was in wide open space for a touchdown. And then in the second half against West, you got a lot of reserves playing time, like legitimate minutes. So it's time. You know, Alpina did have a good shot at the, at the red zone. I'll, we'll give him that. They just missed it. I think it was like a pass for a touchdown pass, and it, it was incomplete. But they scored one touchdown in five years against West. Well, I found myself out at Rhodes Field uh, on Friday uh, covering a football game, like I said, for the first time since Central Lake uh, in the eight-man championship uh, up in uh, Marquette and saw myself a a pretty good game, uh, poorly officiated, I would say, just based on the the number of penalties. There were certainly some penalties that were called that were completely correct, but there were often times where it just seemed like the refs weren't exactly sure they knew what they were doing. And I think it, it messed with some things, and that's why, that's why I, th- I think that kind of messed with the, the flow of the game a little bit. But you had uh, Kingsley coming out with the win 24-20 over Grayling. James, I know that you were kind of surprised looking at my tweets that the score was going back and forth like that. And I think even some of the uh, Kingsley fans were surprised, especially being down in, in the fourth quarter and needing to, to come back and, and win. They... Kingsley won on a, a red zone possession where I think they were penalized four times before they were able to, to break it in. And they had a third and 16 that they made a third and 11 and then were able to get a touchdown from Gage Hessem to True Beeman, which is just a great name, by the way. Mm-hmm. True Beeman, like solid, solid name. It's right up there with Vindar Safardini. It's a good one. I mean, any of the Safardini names. Yeah. All the Safardini names are really good. But that was uh, it was a nice welcome back to to covering to covering football. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was a really really good, very exciting game. Grayling has given a lot of team like good teams games. Yeah, like they haven't they, won. They, they yeah, have, they played right there with St. Francis too. Mm-hmm. They didn't yeah. beat St. Francis, but it was a game. Yeah, you know they had a lead on them at one point. Same thing with Kingsley. You know we're talking top three teams in their respective divisions. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think Grayling has shown why they were in the semifinals last year. 
you know, I think that they're a team that, to look out for in the playoffs because they had, yeah, they have these two losses on their resume, but they're two really good losses. Yeah. To really good teams. <laughs> I mean, two teams that are ranked in the top five of their divisions. One of them being St. Francis, who whooped up on Boyne 48 14 uh, on Saturday at Thurlby Field. James, were you expecting that? I'm going to be honest, I didn't think it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be that much of a blowout. I didn't. I didn't either. I thought Boyne would would maybe you know, wouldn't win this game probably because St. Francis has won like three quarters of the game in this series. But I thought Boyne would give them a little bit more of a game. I hadn't seen Boyne in person. You know, we just talked to the coaches, and so I didn't know how much of a size advantage Traverse City St. Francis had on them. Was it that I mean, visible on the field? It was noticeable. I mean, Boyne's biggest offensive lineman is 170 pounds. Biggest. Yeah. I mean, they, have a, they have a guard that's 152. And St. Francis averages, yeah, 227, I think, from tackle to tackle. And only one of those guys is even un- under 200. They have a 280-pound tackle in there. <laughs> they were just owning the line of scrimmage. You know, St. Francis also, they dress what? 40, 50 players on game day. Boyne had 17. Plus, I think they brought up seven fifth-quarter kids from the JV team. So they had a, a few kids that could play here or there, some some snaps here or there to, to give guys rest. But in the numbers game, they were at two huge disadvantages. Bobby Houth, though, still, our, you know, our guest last week, mm-hmm. one of our guests, uh, ran for 199 yards against that St. Francis defense, even though their defensive line was just eating up Boyne's offensive line because they're way bigger. Yeah, the kid's an athlete. He's a beast. St. Francis was trying to key on him, and he was just, just gaining yards. He didn't, you didn't see him getting hit for like four or five yards losses, which you would kind of expect when defensive linemen are coming through the line like that. He would still pick up 2-3, even on a busted play. You know, hats off to him and, and Boyne. You know, second half they scored a couple touchdowns. They you know, had some really nice uh, drives there in the second half, but I didn't expect the score to be what it was. Well, we've got two of those uh, victorious gladiators coming into the studio for a sit-down with James and Andrew. They were kind enough to come by, talk about the victory, and uh, hopefully get some enlightenment on a certain scar on one of the players, if James is plans on asking about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what he says. All right, in the studio we had Drew Hardy and Joey Donahue from the Traverse City St. Francis Gladiators. Let's go ahead and get an, into that interview right now. podcast is happy to bring in Traverse City St. Francis players Joey Donahue. Hey, thanks for having us. And Drew Hardy. It's good to be on. The uh, get around as usual is sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. Uh, Of course we start every guest interview with the Freaky Fast Five which is five dumb questions that are an ode to our sponsors at Jimmy John's. Um, One is going to go along with the thing that we're doing later in the podcast which is uh, what crime do you think you could get away with? That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> or have you gotten away with? I, don't, I haven't committed any crimes, but I think if there was one I could get away with, it would probably be, jeez, ah, I don't know. 
Maybe like <laughs> living under a fake name or something. Maybe or I think I could get away with stealing. I was gonna say stealing stealing, stealing food or something. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty good at like I don't know trying to get free food in any sort of way. So I think I could get away with it. Anything for you other than s- snagging some food? I mean, stealing anything would probably be my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would seem like the like the most simple thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Robin, like a Brinks truck would not be no. easy or anything. So. No. We're both watching these Netflix series is about people who actually got away with, like, bank robbery. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And it seems like nobody gets away with murder. No. If you lived on Mars, how would you solve the problems? So, like, would you be, like, the guy in charge or the guy that's taking orders from someone else? If I lived on Mars, I feel like we'd have to establish some sort of, like, hierarchy at least and then <laughs> i don't know if i'm if i'm establishing the hierarchy i might put, might as well put myself on the top of it so yeah delegate give out orders and stuff all right I'd probably listen to you <laughs> <laughs> telling people to grow potatoes yeah <laughs> matt damon <laughs> what is the funniest thing that has happened to you while playing a game or that you've seen well one time when i was in pop warner we were playing during like a blizzard so, like, all my whole uniform was soaked. It was, like, the third quarter or something, and I was running back. And I had, like, broke off into, like, a 50-yard run. And by the time I was in the end zone, my pants were, like, at my ankles because, like, my uniform was so soaked that the belt stopped working and it would just, like, slip off and stuff. The so, pants were probably heavy from yeah, the water being water. Yeah, dogs. exactly. I couldn't keep them up. So, like, I was mid-run trying to pull them up, but at the same time, like, I'm like, all right, I have to keep going fast. I can't, like, slow myself down in any way. So there was in the end zone with my <laughs> pants out. I thought that was pretty funny. Probably this year when we were playing, playing Grayling, Luke Bigger made a tackle on Milliken and had him by his hand, by his pants, and Milliken was just dragging him, and his pants were falling down. And Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> I was just, like, in the back, just, just saw, like, 20 yards downfield. Biggs was dragging or being dragged by Milliken was pretty funny. What song would you pay money to to never hear again? Like one that's stuck in your head, and you're just like, oh man, if I could, if I can pay someone a hundred bucks, I would never <laughs> hear this song again. Probably, oh, cheerleader. I don't know what I don't know who it's by. I like that song. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, like the oh I think yeah, yeah that yeah, that one. I, well, that I just one sang just it. Doesn't so. click. <laughs> I don't like that one very much. Now he hates you. <laughs> I don't know a song that I like. I like a lot of music, so I don't know. None really pop out to me. Can you think of any? Other than your Billy Joel. <laughs> no, I like that. Um, Billy Joel. Yeah. Yeah. And which one in particular? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really pops out to me. I'd say. All right. If I'll flip this question, then if you could pay money to only hear one song the rest of your life. One song for the rest of my life. Yeah. Probably. It's not easy. I feel like most songs, like if you listen to them every single day, they get old. I'd probably go with Honky Tonk. It's a country oh, I song. I was going to say right. that. Honky Tonk. Down to the Honky Tonk by yeah. Jay Cohen. Yeah. He was I like that one. He was just in Traverse City yeah. Yeah. the other day. He was at the. Interlocking. Yeah. For the record, I would pay 100 bucks and never hear Every Time We Touch by Cascada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Well, good, because I don't want it. 
Okay, we've asked this question a bunch, so I'm going to tell you that there's one answer you can't give because it's the one that pretty much exclusively everybody is given. But if you could get rid of one state out of the United States, which one would it be? And you can't say Ohio. Oh, <laughs> that was my answer, but <laughs> that's <gonna> everybody's <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah. Second place after Ohio, Nebraska. Yeah, Thank you. My brother goes there. Yeah. <laughs> this, the college. Know. I like the college. It's not the state. I feel like the state's plain. Some states are just like a, a little plain like that. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you took away Maine, half the United States wouldn't notice for at least a couple of years. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not much is going on there. Lobster prices would go up. That's about it. Yeah, true. I bet it's, I bet it's pretty, like, scenic up there, but. You're probably right. Favorite zoo animal? Giraffe. I just think it's, like, amazing how long their necks are. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like, I don't know. It's such a weird animal that you just never see like, in your day-to-day -day life, obviously. I think they're cool. <laughs> I think mine's probably a zebra. Zebra's just this black and white stripes are pretty cool. Otherwise, it's just pretty much a horse, but yeah. it's just it's like out a, of the ordinary. It's just, yeah, it's different. I've never seen a zebra before, and I've actually never been to a zoo, so. I can't remember the last time I was. But if I were to go to a zoo, I'd first stop would be to the giraffes. The zebra is probably the uh, the horse that is calling penalties on the other horse. Oh yeah. It's the zebra stripes. Oh, like a <laughs> bad referee joke. It's my bad pun of the day. <laughs> with that, we'll get into the regular part of the interview with you guys, um, which probably won't get a whole lot more serious anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Tawas coming up this week. You know they're a team that's zero and four, so I don't know that we need to talk necessarily a whole lot about that game. But just talk a little bit about the season you've had up to this point. Uh, you're one of the only four teams in the area that we have that are 5-0. and So just talk about the games that you've had so far this season. You had a, a tough game against Grayling. Uh, you've had some other some other games that, are, that have been close. And then some not-so-close games. First two games, and not mostly against Grayling. I mean, every, ex every game except Grayling, we've come out right out of the gate and scored fast or gotten a stop and then scored and it's been fun scoring a lot of points mm -hmm. yeah i definitely feel like this season we're making it like our mo to get on the get on the board fast put a lot of points up and then kind of work from there which is it's a fun way to play definitely we've definitely had some games that are bigger challenges than other games and each of those have their own like pros and cons i guess but i think our first f five games have really prepared us for the rest of the season and I think we've kind of like we're coach Scheller said we're starting to make our identity of like what what team we want to be and that's really what when we'll really find out what team we are is probably the first couple weeks of the playoffs a, in a blowout game what is it that you can that you can take from that I mean uh, were your guys first playing experience on varsity getting some playing time when you were like freshmen playing mm -hmm. in a game that was kind of already out of hand we didn't really have that many no, our first year we didn't year. have that many blowouts, but I think definitely this year, like, I have a specific story that I can tell that the the fifth quarter players, the freshmen that can get in at the end of our games, especially since we've had um, a handful of games this year where we've been up a lot. I had a fifth quarter player who's playing linebacker, and I was kind of helping him out with what to do, and he came up to me. He's like, like, it's ridiculous how fast it is out here and, like, how, like, the difference between JV and what, what this is and I think that's just really important to like get the feel for the different types of the game's different in this aspect it's faster it's more physical that way like down the road you're more experienced 
Did you tell him, and this is garbage time? You should have seen the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know coaches always preach one week at a time. Mm-hmm. Just look forward to the next coach or next game and everything. But you end the season with at Sault Ste. Marie, home against Sheboygan, at Kingsley. Sault Ste. Marie and, and Kingsley especially are games that could be close, should be good games. How hard is it to, to not look ahead to those games? It's tough, but I mean, that, I mean, I think that'll be a good stretch of like getting the team and getting ready for playoffs and just having, getting us like preparing us and making a name for ourselves. Yeah, I guess we have a couple games coming up where we can just really focus on a full week of practice before the game's really like getting down what we need to work on that we haven't been doing as great on in the past couple games. So that way, for the that last stretch there, we're really prepared. And, you know, we're starting to um, gain momentum as we had in the playoffs, and I think that's a good three-game stretch to lead us into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Sault Ste. Marie and Kingsley are the, the two teams who beat you during the regular season last year. Yeah. So you got to kind of have that circled yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, as uh, we're going we're gonna to go into their place and, and get a little bit of retribution, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, they came to our place last year and beat us, both those teams, so we're excited to play them. Yeah, there's definitely an aspect of getting revenge. Charlie Peterson has been really active in the passing game in the games I've seen, and that's not really typical for a St. Francis yeah. offense. How much has that added? I, I'd say it's it's added a lot. It's nice to, have, um, to be able to, rel- to rely on both assets of the game. So, you know, if if there's a team that maybe doesn't have as great as DBs or doesn't have as great of athletes as us, we can really exploit that. Whereas in past, you know, in the past seasons, we've kind of been run heavy. But it's nice to have both aspects, and especially with um, offensive line is doing a great job blocking this year, and gives Charlie a lot of time to sit back there, and and he usually makes a good throw. Did not expect that St. Francis Grayling game to have as many pass attempts yeah. Yeah. as it did between both teams, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So how many routes do you run for every one that time the ball's thrown to you? Probably three or four. I mean, depends on the game, yeah, probably. Yeah, it depends on the game. depends mm-hmm. on who's guarding me. I mean, I'm usually pretty pretty good at getting open, but if they're – I mean, if guy's on me, Charlie, Charlie will find another guy and hit him. I was watching the Boyne game. And I just you were split. They had you split out wide yeah. on a few plays. And watching that, and I'm like, he's just running a decoy. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there are a few of those. <laughs> okay, so I have some uh, some funny questions to ask you guys. I was told to ask you uh, where you get your football skills from. Oh, geez. Well, my dad was a big star in seventh grade. He uh, in seventh grade. <laughs> seventh grade. <laughs> he uh, third string. He blocked an extra point and got the wind knocked out of him and he says he finished the season but I don't think he did I think he quit after that game so yeah that's pretty much where I got mine from he's a seventh grade star yeah I know glory days (laughs) how about you I'd say definitely my grandpa my grandpa played college football at um Drake so I'd say I give I'm sorry to my dad but I give my grandpa pretty much all the credit (laughs) yeah have you ever seen photos of him playing on the blue track no, I haven't. I haven't seen many photos, but one thing, he still has his helmet from when he played, and it's just kind of funny seeing my helmet and comparing it to his because his is basically just like a couple things of leather taped together, and they called it good. So in middle school, you played fullback, right? Uh, I think. 
started the season playing fullback. <laughs> yeah, and then you ran into him. <laughs> yeah, ran into him, and fullback just wasn't my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Pritchard was getting on me, and he was doing everything right, and I couldn't do it right. Do it right, and Coach Skolton put me at uh, tight end, and that rest of my history. spot. Yeah. You've obviously played football with your brother. Yeah. Because you guys overlapped at TC St. Francis, but you didn't overlap with your brother. No. Um, have you ever played head-to-head with him? Uh, we did once at a fire in the backyard. We, he, was, he tried to convince everybody that he was stronger and tougher than me, so uh, I challenged him to a board drill, and I beat him pretty handily. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. <laughs> And I was told to ask to ask you where how you got the scar on your neck, the the story behind getting the scar on your neck. Oh yeah, I don't really remember it too well, but my my parents always told me that when I was a little kid, I guess I like playing with sticks, and like I guess that makes sense because it's a pretty versatile thing. Like a stick can be like a baseball bat or like a sword or something. Like so, I guess that makes sense. Or like wood chips. Like we had a swing set and wood chips, but. One day I walked into the house and I had a stick stuck in my neck, so my parents thought that was a little out of the ordinary, and then I had to go get surgery to to, to um, get it removed, and that's how I have the scar now. Yeah. yeah. Where's the scar at? It's like right, right over there. Uh, okay. <laughs> One thing that, uh, that Casey told me was that sometimes you would wake up in the middle of the night and you would think that your alarm went off and you'd just start getting ready for school. Oh, yeah. And he would just let you. Yeah, I'm definitely famous for that in my house. And it, and it happened way more than once, which is a little embarrassing. I, didn't, I don't know how I didn't notice because our house faced the east, so usually the sun, sun rises up in the morning. And I looked outside pitch black, but I guess I didn't take any note to that. And I'd pour my bowl of cereal and stuff and, like, get my school clothes on and, and then by the time that happened, I'd be ready to go in my parents' room is by the kitchen. They'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, check, my, check, check a clock, and it's 2 a.m. And I'm just so confused. The and clock has to be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> something. Did the power go out? Yeah. So then what would you do? Would you try to go back to bed then, or was it too late? And you're like, kind of, yeah. oh, I'm up now. I'd always try to go back to bed. Well, I'd always be so confused because that was back. It hasn't happened in a long time, but that was back in, like, fifth or sixth grade when I would go to bed pretty early like probably like 8 30 or 9 and I'd be like why am I so tired this morning like I must have slept terribly or something and then I'd be like oh I got three hours of like f- five or six hours of sleep that's why <laughs> and then yeah I'd usually fall back asleep pretty quickly would you have to like change them like is you <laughs> yeah. have your clothes on yeah. and the- i'd have to change back put all my school clothes back and like kind of go in reverse of my getting ready like how i get ready for school just do everything back in reverse go back to bed and then do it all over again when i wake up <laughs> <laughs> so you would have two servings of yeah then. yeah pretty much how's your brother doing at uh, duke right yeah he really likes it and he's adjusting well he likes his team and everything so that's good i heard he move up to like second on the depth chart yeah, he's, yeah, he's been bumping up and down between third and second string, and the starter right now is a fifth-year senior, so I think he's pretty much stuck between those two for now, but hopefully that puts him in a good spot for next year that he can hopefully start. Well, the last question I had was, uh, how, how big of a fandom is St. Francis and Notre Dame? I do see a lot of people at SF Games wearing, like, they'll wear a 
St. Francis sweatshirt with a Notre Dame hat or vice versa or something. I think a big part of it is that the colors. Blue are, gold. Yeah, very the similar. Fight the fight song's very similar. And a lot of people from St. Francis end up going to Notre Dame. And, yeah, I guess that's pretty much, there is a pretty big overlap, I yeah. guess. You guys are probably more used to it than other people, but what? how much does the Saturday games change up the, the schedule? A lot of teams, when they get changed to a Saturday game, they it just kind of disrupts everything. You guys usually have a couple every season. Yeah, yeah I'd say that's definitely to our advantage because we share a thoroughly with West and Central. We sometimes have to play Friday night or Saturday in the afternoon, and I think it's a good thing to be able to be flexible, especially during the playoffs. You never know what time you're going to play. So I think that's definitely to our advantage that we do that during the regular season. Yeah. Whereas some teams, like, I'm pretty sure Bourne just plays Friday at 7 every week. I like it. I mean, it's a totally I mean, different feeling. Yeah, it is. And with four or five days of practice every week, I mean, just I like getting more prepared in the week. It makes me feel better about the game. Is it easier to pick up the ball in the afternoon when you don't have to deal with the lights? You can see it better in the day. But then there's the sun also yeah. that plays a factor. If you're staring right into the sun, it makes it harder, especially for punt returns. Have you ever gone to a game on a Friday night when you play on a Saturday? I went to the West game on Friday when they played yeah. Alpena. Yeah, I went to that game, watched the first three quarters of that game. Do you have any friends on West? Or? Yeah, my uh, old neighbor, Kyle McCrum, plays on West. And then I know a few hockey kids that play. How are the reps going to be this year? We'll be good. A lot of young players coming up, but we got a lot, five or ten, eh, ten-ish returners. So, I mean, we'll be pretty good. I'm excited to play hockey. I, as I didn't play last year, so I was hurt. So I'm excited to play that. You know the Red Wings got their camp this yeah. week, right? Does it ever t- come up in a reps practice like, oh, we're practicing on the same ice the Red Wings do? Well, we actually have the – we're in the same locker room as the Red Wings. So, like, it's all NHL quality, like, super big, nice. We have a whole training room. It's it's insane there. I wonder who, which player has your locker then. Yeah. <laughs> you ever find that out? You're like – I shared a locker with Dylan Larkin. <laughs> no, that'd be cool, though. Or he just is like, oh, man, I shared a locker with Drew Hart. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for joining us here in the Get Around this week. Good luck in your game against Tawas and the rest of the season. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Thank you for having us. Again, a big thank you to Drew Hardy and Joey Donahue and also to James and Andrew for taking care of that interview while I went to physical therapy and got my shoulder worked on. That's one of the tough parts I'm realizing is that's probably just going to become more normal as I get older. I'm just going to hurt parts of my body and they're just going to hurt for a long time and I have to go and actually do physical therapy to, to fix it. How does your shoulder feel? It's feeling much better. Dude, it hurt so much, and it was hurting 24-7 all of the time. And it was, I can't remember the last time that I cried from being in physical pain. I cry a lot from being in emotional pain. That's a pretty par for the course thing for, for one Mr. Brendan Queeley. But it's been a long time since I've cried from physical pain. And my shoulder, there were times where it hurt so bad, I had tears in my eyes and I even asked my doctor, I said, I'm like, is this, is this forever now? Like, is my shoulder just always going to hurt? And so I now have a much greater empathy for people who deal with chronic pain because I was such a baby about it. It 
hurt so damn much. Like even doing the simplest things like driving or typing, which is a big part of my job, kind of mess things up. But yeah, thanks again to Drew and Joey for stopping by. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, this is episode 191 of The Get Around. We are brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Thank you, Jimmy James. I appreciate it. All right, let's move on to the Hall of Fame, our Athletes of the Week. Andrew, why don't you go ahead and put up your first nomination? I'm going to put up Miley Kelly. She won the Cadillac Invitational with an 18-19-29. It was her personal best by 31 seconds. She's only a sophomore, too. I don't think people realize 31 seconds off your personal best is pretty damn good. Especially yeah. for, like, like mid-season that's, meet. Yeah. yeah. That's like, pretty damn good. And especially when you're already good. Yeah. Yeah, she won the Cadillac Invite. When you're already good to improve by 31 seconds is big. It's a one thing if you do your first race or something. Of the season. And then or... your second one ever is 31 seconds better. What but is it about Benzie that just churns out runners? The Kellys. Are there... Are there <laughs> well, yes, as we can see by the last Aza, name here. Aza and Tracy. I mean, they, you know, they've got that program down to a science. All right, James, your nominee? Kyle McClendon from Manistee Catholic. They picked up their second win of the season in a 54-12 to 12 win over St. Joseph Lake Michigan Christian. Kyle was 11 for 14 passing for 232 yards and four touchdowns and also added a rushing touchdown. Pretty good for a kid coming back and playing football after not playing the last two years because of tearing his ACL each of the last two years. Yeah, 230 yards, four touchdowns, five including the rushing. Yeah, seems like a pretty good game. 11 to 14, pretty accurate. Yep. Seems like he was on point. My nomination, uh, Gavin Bebel, Gaylord St. Mary, 14 carries, 129 yards, three touchdowns, 8 for 11 passing for 197 yards, and uh, the Snowbirds won 42-6 to over Onaway. All right, so who do you want to go with? I'm going to go with the kid from Manistee Catholic, actually. Okay. James? Okay, I was going to vote for Miley. I was also going to go for Miley. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There we go. 31 seconds off your personal best and to win it, right? I find that pretty pretty damn impressive. So are we good? Are we good yeah, with that? Are yeah, you okay? I, mean, no, it's, it's, I, I already lost. lost. You, 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 <laughs> the, only one, the only one who didn't vote for her is the one who nominated her. So that seems weird. So should... Eh, this should whole podcast take, is weird. Should, should. <laughs> I'm weird. It fits. We're all about being weird. That's true. If we were get, normal, no one would listen. Because the reason that I came up with this trifecta, which is if you could get away with the crime, which crime would you commit if you could get away with it right i thought of this because as i was walking into the office today there was a brinks truck armored car Mm -hmm. um, saw the same thing you know had money out and i would imagine myself just like everybody else looks at that and goes i wonder if i could wonder if i could or maybe i'm the only one my crime would would definitely involve money if i knew i could get away with it i think i'm I probably would go like insider trading if I had information on stocks, something like that. I think I would do, if I knew I could get away with it, insider insider trading for sure. I think back in my younger, angrier days, I definitely have been like murder. I mean, like if I can get away with killing someone, someone who really deserves it, I would definitely do that. As I've said in the past, I don't think I have murder in my heart anymore. I try to, I try to keep the anger at bay. How's that going? Much better than it used to. <laughs> I can tell you that. So insider trading... And it would have to be for, like, at least $100 million. Going big. Yeah. I'd have to be guaranteed to, to walk out of there up $100 million. Although I would also be on board with doing, a, like, an Ocean Eleven's casino heist. Like, if I could hang out with that group of people, I'm going to rob a casino with Brad Pitt and George Clooney and Scott Kahn, James Kahn's son. James Kahn's? 
Oof. Irregardless. Irregardless. James, what about you? If you were going to get uh, away with a crime, what would it be? Well, the uh, the Fifth Amendment states that no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a present hey man presentment or indictment of a grand jury except in cases arising in the this, land this or naval forces or in one. the militia i'm not asking you which crimes you've committed and have gotten away with which i mean i guess we could, yeah but i want to finish reading this because this is the, the wording on this is just amazing when in actual service in time of war or public danger nor shall any person be subject to the same offense for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself. That's the big part. Nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. That's why you always just keep your mouth shut, man. Like I'm over here telling you my big plans about getting ready to rob that Brinks truck right next yeah, to the Yeah, I don't want this Eagle. podcast used against me in the future. Your Honor, I would like to present episode 191 of the Get Around as motive. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> I think being incriminated for what I said on a podcast, that'd be tough. Having the Get Around podcast used in the court of law to convict someone, that would be, I mean, it'd certainly be oh, like. Oh, you thought James it, Cook it, was on this podcast? It, it's all. actually like Johnny, uh, Johnny, uh. Jimmy. Jimmy. Johnny, John Chef. That's your alter ego. Jimmy Chef. All right, Andrew, are you going to plead the fifth, too, or are you going to give me a good crime that you'd like to to get away with? Uh, Yeah, see, he's already over here. He's like, I've gotten away with so many murders. He's he's already gotten away with so many murders. No, 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 no. There are so many bodies on this kid. Like Friday night. Yeah, so... mm. (laughs) You want to get away with a hit and run on... No, I don't want to hit anyone's car. Yeah, but you can hit her car. No. Can I can I do a can I do a, a not a taxi cab confession, but a, a a get around confession? So this is this is a crime that I committed and did not get caught for. It is a hit and run. It does not involve me hitting any sort of living creature and killing said creature, which is good or a human. It was Andrew's um, car on Friday it night. It was Andrew's car on Friday <laughs> night. No. So I had just gotten my license, and I needed to take – it was right before the school year started, and my mom was like, can you take your little sister back to school shopping? And, you know, she's like, here's 150 bucks. Go get whatever she needs and then come back. And so I think my mom wanted me to do that, uh, one, because she was tired, but also because she knew that the stores were going to be mayhem. Because when we – where I grew up during back-to-school time, stores were crazy busy around that time and so i drove my sister to walmart and trying to find a parking space but couldn't found one and i was like all right it's a little tight but let's let's squeeze in and i go to turn and i hit right into the back of this minivan and put a nice sizable uh crack in in the bumper of that and then i just reversed and then left and then we went to i think we went to target and then i went home and then never told my parents about that. So yeah. only like... till right now. Yeah. You know, I once parked in a handicapped spot. So that's the crime that you've committed and gotten away with? Yeah, I guess. Okay. KU uh, Campus Parking never found out about it. Yeah. Oh, see, what I did when I was in college was that I would... Uh, you had to buy a, a parking pass to park in the lot on campus. And then it was like 100, 150 bucks or whatever. And I'm a poor college student. I didn't have that money. So I would just wait. I would just park there and get a ticket the first day of class, mm-hmm. and then I would go to the Department of Public Safety 
on campus and pay the ticket, but tell them that I didn't have the little envelope anymore that they put on my windshield, uh-huh. you know, to say that you have a ticket. And, you know, so they just took my money. So then I just kept the envelope and kept putting it in my windshield every day. Did that work, though? Yeah. Because wouldn't the, like, the meter person, wouldn't they know? They're like, well, I was, I know I didn't give this person a ticket. It worked. Oh, damn you, James. That's smart. I got bummed because I got a parking ticket over at West End Beach. I didn't realize that you had to pay for parking on the weekends. Well, on Saturday. You don't have to on Sunday. Ah, that stinks. Yeah, I think I was, I was at the beach Nazis. for... Parking Nazis. But I was at the beach for like five hours, and I think the $10 parking ticket cost me less than what it would cost to, to park there for the five hours or however, however long I was there. Well, we're interested to hear from you guys. Tell us about the crimes <laughs> that you've committed. Reach out to us at Record Eagle on Twitter and mm-hmm. Facebook. Maybe email us. Email us your crimes. Maybe it was an egregious holding you know, call that you email got away us, with. Email us your crimes. We won't report it at all. You know, it's not our job. Just tell us. Tell us, you know, worst things you've done. Be your confessional. I'll tell you one of the best things that we've done. Episode 191 of the Get Around Podcast. So, boys, I had a lot of fun today. Thanks again for taking over when I was gone, uh, handling the athlete interview. I appreciate it. Another good show. we got another good week of sports games coming up. And looking forward to another another football Friday. And then coming back next week with episode 192. And hopefully by then we'll have both uh, a, a little more ironed out about the Get Around Film Study, uh, our new podcast, and the uh, Football Helmet Madness that we're going to be doing. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Thanks to everyone who managed to listen to the entire episode of the Get Around. This has been your host, Brendan Queeley, in the studio with me, Andrew Rosenthal, James Cook. Thanks again.